What's up, guys? Welcome back to the podcast with yours truly, throwing down all the motivational tips. So if you haven't already, you need to go to my blog, chelseaswiftblog.com, sign up for my newsletter, sign up for my email, all that good stuff. But you can also download my app. So on there, there's like a bunch of, I don't even want to call it content. It's really like nutritional information, just stuff to really help your mindset. And then we also have like free challenges. Like right now we have a workout one. We have a journal one. I think I even did like a meditating one. So those are free. The app is free. Download it. Let me know what you think. And let's just get into our topic, which is, I think I'm just going to do like popular weight loss advice and just pick it apart. No, I'm kidding. I'm going to do weight loss advice, basically like maybe run through 10 traditional things that we hear. You know, you go on Google, you start looking up the diets, you get into YouTube, you're four videos deep. You're like, now I'm on the egg diet. It gets weird. So let me help you stay balanced and healthy at the same time. So let's talk about popular weight loss advice. Our card before we get into that is trust. So I set my intention and trust in my abilities to improve my circumstances. So I feel like that's a great intro because first of all, just trust yourself. Every time I give weight loss advice, I try to just give like a disclaimer. You know your body better than any scientist, any doctor in the world. So always trust what you feel like is going to work best for you. This podcast is supposed to be inspiring. It's about empowering you, inspiring you. And, you know, at the end of the day, you're the one that has to get up and do it. You know, you're the one that has to live your life and be happy. So trust in your ability to improve your circumstances, because I'm here for inspiration. That's all I'm here for. I'm just here to encourage you. I'm just here to give you a little pep talk. So let's get into it. Number one, I'm going to probably do like 10 or 15, but we'll go fast. So number one, have vegetables with every meal. The only thing I'm going to say, and the reason I'm going to say it like this, even though I am like 80% plant-based, I definitely have vegetables with almost every single meal. What I feel like when I hear this, and especially in the beginning of weight loss, is that's a chore. It's almost like a chore that you're not really ready for. You know, I personally think that trying to go to the grocery store, spending all this money on all these, you know, weird vegetables that you don't know, you don't know if you like them, you put them in your fridge, now you're trying to eat them, and you actually end up eating more. You eat the vegetables, and then you go eat what you wanted to eat before you ate the vegetable. So here's what I'm going to say. Instead of have vegetables with every meal, have fun with your vegetables. So stop. Make sure you party with your vegetables. Like make sure you get like, you guys have a drink first. So make sure you get a bottle of wine for your broccoli. No, I'm kidding. But guys have fun with it. Like take your zucchini, like transform it to make it into like a, like pepperoni pizza stuffed, whatever. The thing that I'm going to say will really help you in the long run is just having fun with your vegetables. You don't need a lot of vegetables. You don't need a whole, you know, a a whole garden in your fridge, even though that would be like my dream fridge. You know, when you're first starting out, it's just, it's overwhelming. So what I would really say is yes, have some vegetables. Absolutely. But like, have fun with it. Don't be afraid to put cheese on your broccoli. Don't be afraid to 
you know what I'm saying? Transform it. Like don't just have a sweet potato, have a sweet potato fry, like just bake it. So that's what I'm saying. Transform your vegetable will probably be way better advice. Number two, limit processed foods. I do agree with this, but to an extent, I think you have to get tricky and almost like replace processed foods with something that is really sustainable for you. So that's what I would say. Instead of limit processed foods, just find your what's going to make you feel like, okay, I'm going to swap out my chips for these chips. They're way better for me. And I still really love them. But don't try to replace your food, especially your processed food, the stuff you really, really love. Don't try to replace it with like, I don't know, you heard that this like, you know, chip is like really good for you. And then you like, like a kale chip, and then you eat it. And you're like, this tastes like seaweed, because it does. Don't do that to yourself. Find something good. I'll give you a little tip. I like the um, Quest protein chips. I get the nacho ones. I get the ranch ones. I have those in, you know, my pantry. I don't eat them every single day. But when you want chips, it's good to have something that, hey, I can have a little bit and not feel bad or not feel like I'm on track. Um, So that's what I would say with processed food. And we've talked about this before. Don't make your diet so healthy that it's, you know, unhealthy and don't make it so unbalanced that once you do have, you know, insert processed food here that you're going to go like ham on it. So like, I'm just saying limit the processed food. I agree with that. But I would say like healthy swaps, try to find a better chip, try to find a better cheese, try to find a better, you know, salad dressing, like try to find better stuff, but make sure you like it. Like if you try it and you're like, this sucks, don't even bother because you won't, you won't eat it. Um, the next thing meal prep. Okay. I, I think meal prepping took off through Instagram. I say this all the time. Meal prepping became like a fucking thing. And here's what I'm going to tell you. If you actually want to try meal prepping, here's my honest, I've done meal prepping. I've done the grocery shopping. I've done the work. I've done the time. So I know, like, I know this, I know this category. So let me help you. If you are interested in meal prepping, I say this, I used to say this in meetings all the time, like let the professionals be the professionals. Like that's why they're here. Like stop talking over them. Anyways, <laughs> let the professionals be the professionals is so true. Let the meal prepping service help you. That would be my honest advice. If you want to try meal prepping, I get it. it it'll be cheaper. It's more cost effective. Not really. Because if you, again, back to have vegetables with every meal, you go out, you're buying all this weird stuff, you don't know if you like it. You know what I mean? Now you have all this shit in your fridge, you might eat it, you might forget about it by Thursday. By Thursday, you're definitely ordering a pizza and you don't give a fuck about that meal prep that you spent so much time on Sunday. You know, everybody's relaxing, having sangria, enjoying family time, and you're in the kitchen prepping for literally like four hours. So let me help you with this. Prep what's necessary. Prep what's necessary for your home and your lifestyle. Like I personally like cold waters in the fridge, like making, you know, chilling um, green tea, like certain things. Yeah. Needs to be done. Needs to be prepped out in the fridge, you know, little protein snack boxes. I'll make a couple of those, but I'm telling you right now, if you want to do like an actual breakfast, lunch, dinner, meal prep, just try a service. That would be my honest suggestion just because it will prevent you from over prepping. There is such a thing as over prepping. 
now you're, you know, you're doing a mozzarella, you know, tomato basil salad. It's like, is that really in your macros? So what I would say is let the professionals be the professionals, let the meal preppers, the, you know, let them take your stats and just do it for three days. See if you like it first, like try it for, you know, be like, Hey, I'll just do like Monday through Wednesday. I'm going to try this little meal prep service and we'll see if we like it. You know what I mean? That way there, you're really not going to overspend at the store. But I think most importantly, you're not going to over prep and you're not going to have like a bunch of stuff in your fridge that now you're like, shit, now I have to eat all this stuff. And it just kind of like sets the wrong tone. So what I would say is absolutely set yourself up for success. I talk about this all the time. Again, if you're meal prepping right now and that works for you, take what resonates. That's what this is all about. It's just to get inspiration and gather new information. But what I would say is just prep what's necessary. You know what I mean? Like, what do you really go into the fridge for? Just make sure that's on deck. That's what I would say. Meal prep, minimal, minimal. Because you really, the thing is, you don't want to get yourself food focused. And that's what I'm trying to help you with. Like, sometimes when you meal prep, you're so involved. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're so involved that it's like, you just, that's what you're thinking about. So you kind of want to take the brain work out of it, not be thinking about, okay, now I have to weigh this and now I have to do, like, you know what I mean? Like let the professionals do it. So the next thing I'm going to say is 1200 calories. So basically if you haven't picked up on it, I'm just trying to give you perspective. So I'm just taking traditional weight loss diet tips and I'm just giving you insight based on my own experience. So I'm just hopefully helping you clear your mind with some traditional things that you hear to do. And you're like, okay, I guess I'll just do that. Um, without thinking like, oh, fuck, I don't really want to eat vegetables like for every meal, like fuck that. So anyways, I get it. 1200 calories. We hear this all the time. I actually watched a video before that a girl said, you know, if you want to weigh 150 pounds, eat 1500 calories. If you want to weigh 140 pounds, eat 1400 calories. You want to eat 120. I mean, you want to be 120, eat 1200 calories. And I really, that was like stuck in my head for a while. And I kept eating, you know, 1200 calories. Now, of course, we've talked about this before. Will you lose weight? Absolutely. Right away, you'll start losing weight. But eventually your body will freak out on you because it's like not ready for those calories. Like you're not 120 pounds, you're 150 pounds. So if you start eating like you're 120 pounds, your body's going to be like looking for that gradual change. So it's looking for the 1500, the 1400, the thir you see what I'm saying? So don't just start eating 1200 calories. I'm not disagreeing with her because she was like, you know, if you want to weigh 120, I'm not disagreeing, but I'm saying it sounds like that's maintenance mode for somebody that weighs a lot less. So that's what I'm trying to tell you is don't try to take somebody's maintenance mode and apply it to your current mode to get down to that level. Cause sometimes your body will just re reject it. And I think as you know, a lot of women have been on diets, you've been on the same diets your whole life. They clearly don't work. So you really need to listen to your body you really need to be like, all right, I'm okay with going a little bit slower to be more healthy and happier in my lifestyle rather than, okay, let's drop a quick 10, 15 pounds and completely like fuck up your metabolism or like you have low energy or you're like now you're bitchy because you're hungry. So that's what I'm trying to say is like, it's based on your body type. So just focus on like infusing your body with like, you know, hydration, nutrients, minerals, like, you know what I mean? Like just being in the sun, 
is like feeding your body like good stuff. Just being, you know, on the beach is good. Like drinking water is good. I feel like the whole 1200 calorie thing kind of comes into play because it's so popular. So I just want to say you're way better off like doing your own stats. Again, I do have custom plans on my website, chelseaswiftblog.com if you're interested. But all right, let's get into the next thing. 60 minutes of cardio. All right, again, I used to do this. Let me help you. It's not so much because right now, if you're really trying to lose weight, I would really say you need like a minimum of 45 minutes of cardio. And that's anything. You can go for a walk. You can go for a run. You can bike. You can be on an elliptical. But let me help you so much right now. Sweat your ass off. You need to sweat. And it's really about distance and effort versus just being on a machine for 60 minutes. So like even when I do my elliptical at home, I always pick a setting. So it doesn't matter if it's 20 minutes, 30 minutes, 50. It doesn't matter the setting. I do different settings on purpose to make sure I'm like, you know, not, um, what is it? Changing it up so that I'm not getting used to it. You know what I mean? I'm constantly trying to challenge myself. So I feel like that's so important to say, like, you could literally lose weight just from going on. I almost called it like an aggressive walk, but like you just go for like a fast paced walk and like you will sweat. If you go to a hilly area, you're going to be out of breath going up the hills. So what I would really say is the 60 minutes for me, I kind of just look at how much do you sweat? How much effort do you have to pull, put in? Like, is your, you know, are you out of breath? Are you able to talk? Like that's important. And also distance. Like there are people that straight up walk really slow and they get their 10,000 steps in and they lose weight. So it's really more about activity versus, okay, let's get on this, you know, elliptical or let's get on this bike or let's get on the treadmill or whatever you're doing and just do 60 minutes. It's completely different. There could be two people doing the same thing and one person's going to lose weight a lot faster, get in shape because of the actual effort put in. So when you hear something like 60 minutes of cardio, I'm not knocking it at all. I think it's great advice. Like it's probably one of the best weight loss tips out there is 45 to 60 minutes of cardio is really important. You need to move. So especially if you sit down all day, you need that extra movement. You know what I mean? So anyways, I would just say sweat, distance, activity, and effort. Just when you're actually walking or when you're actually running. Um, and by the way, you don't even have to, it, it really is more of like the area that you walk into. You don't really have to, you know, there's a lot of people that have injuries or like their ankles or whatever. You don't even need to be like a super runner to get in shape. It's really just the distance and, you know, how much you're sweating. So that's what I would say. The next thing is Alcohol is bad. Okay. So here's the thing about this. And I'm not saying that it's good. I'm really, I'm not saying that. What I am saying is that balance is important. So that would be like, insert anything here. Sugar is bad. Um, carbs are bad. Fat is bad. And insert whatever you want here, but we hear it all the time. So what I want to tell you is the only thing that's bad for you, pers like for you personally, is whatever doesn't work for you personally. Like if you eat dairy and you don't feel good, then that's bad for you. <laughs> so, and I'm only laughing because it's not bad for all. It's just, it's bad for you. Or if you have too much caffeine and it makes you crazy, then 
it's bad for you. You have to limit that. So what I would say is focus on what works for you. And the reason I brought up the alcohol is alcohol is bad because it's the sugar, the carbs, the cal it's the same thing as food. So if you consume a lot of sugar, calories, and carbs in the food world, that's labeled bad, right? You're eating in excess. It's the same thing with alcohol. It's going to have the sugar, the carbs, or whatever, but that's what you really want to watch. It's not so much like, oh, you can't have it. It's just like, just make sure you're paying attention to, you know, what it is. The quality also determines, you know, how you're going to feel too. So that's another thing. But I would just say, you know, stop labeling things as bad. So I just want to help you from a food mentality. Don't label things as bad. The only thing that's bad is anything that doesn't work for you. You know what I mean? So if you eat gluten and it doesn't make you feel good, then it's bad for you. But it's not, you know, I think what happens is we get so healthy, it's unhealthy. We we say alcohol is bad, sugar is bad, carbs bad. It's like, well, what the fuck is left? P like plants? Now I have to just sit here and eat this basil? Like what the fuck? So anyways, nothing is bad. The only thing that's bad is whatever doesn't work for your body. So do your thing. Um, veggie serving, fruit serving, which I already kind of went through, but I am just going to say it's a lot smaller than you think. So portions in general are a lot smaller than we even realize. Like even when we go out to eat, it's like the portions are just, they're huge. You know what I mean? So I would just say that your veggie, so, and I just want to help you with this because in my mind, when I first started, I was like, oh my God, I don't eat enough veggies. I don't, eat enough fruit. And so I would go buy all this stuff, but guess what? Pick one vegetable, <laughs> pick one fruit. There you go. I picked cucumber and strawberries, or I'll do like red grapes and like whatever, cherry tomato. I don't know, but you, zucchini, you just like pick something for the week and just let that be like your vegetable or your little, whatever veggie companion, pick a veggie companion for the week, but you don't need all of it. You know what I mean? So anyways, I just, I used to think that I had to have all these variety of vegetables or like I was not healthy, you know, but you really don't. The next thing is weights and cardio for the best results. Now everybody talks about this weights and cardio you know, the debate is out, which one do you do first? And I really think again, back to the individual thing, it's based on your goals and it's based on your body type. Some people just don't need that much cardio is what it is. Lucky, lucky mother efforts. No, I'm kidding. Some people tone up very fast. They're just not going to need as much, you know, weightlifting sessions or anything like that. So what I would say is just focus on how you're looking, feeling and, and vibing. Like as you work out, you'll be like, okay, I feel really good. Or you'll be like, I feel sore. I need to do a rest day. Okay. Now I'm going to do a long distance cardio day. Now I'm going to, what I would really say is try to come up with a schedule with both that makes you feel really good. Don't be doing it every day. Cause that's what I did in the beginning. I heard weights and cardio best results. I was doing it every day and not getting results. So I'm telling you the the rest day is real. Having a day off is real. Like, especially if you do like a heavyweight training session, you know, you hear like no pain, no gain, like push past, like all this stuff, but doing like, um, you know, like a relaxing, like detox bath, like in between is so beneficial because then the next day you're ready to go again. Like you're, you're going just as hard as you did that day. 
So I'm just trying to say that like weights and cardio, best results. I agree with that. But I think the best results part comes from treating yourself nice. Like it's almost like when I spaced it out, you know, get a good night's sleep, take, you know, take a detox bath. Um, you know what I mean? Take time to do the self-care things too. take time to touch your toes, like take time to stretch. I think once I had that balance in place, like, all right, Sunday, I'm going to do hot yoga. And then I'm going to go for a walk on this day. And this day I'm going to lift. So when you switch it up like that, I think, yeah, you get the best results. But I also feel like for people like just listening, like you're just getting started, you're not sure. Um, you know, what I would say is have fun with it. Like, honestly, that's a huge part of anything in life. I'm always like, have fun with it. But seriously, like plan out your week and go, okay, like Monday, I'll do this. Tuesday, I'll have a rest day. Wednesday, I'll do that. Like plan it out. So it's like nice. It's fun. You feel organized and you'll always get it done. It You really will. When you have fun with it, you'll always get it done. Um, detox tea. Okay. I feel like I'm biased because I do like, I love tea. I'm all about the tea. I love it. But I'm also like, you really don't, I used to have, well, I still do. Okay. I don't know why I'm saying that. I literally have a tea collection. So I'm just going to like make fun of myself right now. I really don't need all that. Like, but in my mind, I'm like, I need all these different teas. You really don't. You need two that are really, really good for you. Because uh, trust me, I have it all. The echinacea, the elderberry, like I have all the things, guys. The mango ginger, the fucking hibiscus. Why did I need hibiscus? I, I, I just like the word. I like the word hibiscus and I bought it. So let me help you. <laughs> Detox tea, I've done them. But what I would really say is a decaf green tea is going to do the same thing. It really does. Like if you drink it three times a day, it's going to do the same thing. It's going to help with your vitality. It's going to depuff you, deflame you. You know, it helps with like lower inflammation, all that stuff. And then also chamomile tea is also very calming for your nervous system. So like those are the two teas that I would say, like if you were to buy tea, just have those like drink a green tea once a day, then have a chamomile tea at night. There you go. You don't really need a huge program, but this is probably one of those programs that I feel like it gets a bad rep because there's so many people in the industry that make these kind of, um, you know, teas that aren't really for your vitals. It's more to like flush you out. And that's why it gets a bad rep. So what I would say is there are tea programs that you can look up, you can just Google it and you can, you know, it's for your like, um, what is it? Lymphatic system. Or it's like, it's, it's for like cleaning out your lungs. Like you can look ones up like that. Or if you wanted to do like a colon cleanse, which that's usually what a detox tea like stands for, but there's all different ones is what I'm saying. You can do, um, like a, like a fat flush. I've even seen that or skin glowing one. So there's all different programs. What I would say is don't just buy a detox tea, have a target in mind. Like, what are you trying to do? Are you trying to feel better? Are you trying to sleep better? Are you trying to lower inflammation? Do you need a cleanse or do you think it's something with like your nervous system? Maybe you have to clean out your lungs or whatever it is. But I would just say if, cause I love tea, I'm all about tea, but just be careful with that. Like, look up what it is. Is it a cleanse? Like, for your digestive system? Or is it like for your actual blood? Like, is it a blood cleanse? So it's completely different. There's all different ones. 
And obviously I love tea. So I'm not going to knock this at all, but I will, I will just say it really depends on your goals. Next thing I'm going to say, eat protein with every meal. So this is obviously really good advice. I'm not knocking it at all, but again, it comes down to individual, like how you're feeling and what I feel like this will push you towards. And what happened to me is you start to eat a lot of meat and a lot of cheese. That's what I personally was doing because I was like, I have to have vegetables. So I would have a vegetable and then I would have a ton of meat and, or like some cheese on it for extra protein or whatever. And that was kind of my diet. And I realized, right. Cause I'm going to give you some tips at the end. I realized I had, it was something I was doing every day. And even though I felt like I was following all the rules, I had to be like, okay, I have to make a change because that's the thing. If it's not working, it's not working. You've got to make a change, even if it feels awkward, even if you feel like, well, I am following the rules of what I'm supposed to be doing, but I'm not getting the results. Obviously, something has to change. So here's what I would really say. When it comes to the protein each meal, make sure you're getting your protein you need for the day. You don't necessarily need to put it with every single meal. But you do want to end with whatever gram you're supposed to have. I think it's usually by weight. I don't know. It's like usually what you weigh is about how many grams you need of protein. So what I would say is obviously it keeps you full. It, it helps repair your muscles, all that good stuff. But I would just say try to make sure you're getting enough protein, not necessarily with each meal. So the next thing I'm going to say is shred in okay so shred in 90 days so there's so many different ones out there and i do believe that you can tone up in 90 days i you absolutely can you can do it in 30 days you can do it in 60 days and so you're like well why are you knocking it then i'm really not i'm just saying life is about what you can actually maintain so there's there's two ways to do to do this if you want to disappear this is so true if you want to disappear for 90 days and shred the fuck up, you absolutely can do it. But I'm telling you, you are disappearing for that 90 days. That is what is going to consume you now because now you have a whole program. It's a whole thing. It's not even like, yeah. So it's what I'm saying is it's not about building your own schedule and building your own meal plan. It's nothing that I'm saying on here. It's very strict. It's very, you know, you have to do it every day if you want the results. So what I would say is if you are ready for that and you're like, you know what? I'm tired of the diets. I'm tired of the excuses. I want to do a 90 day program, do it. But I'm telling you, it's all about what you can maintain. So the only disclaimer, cause I've done these, you do like end up looking great, but you actually, in my opinion, this is, this was me. This is what happened. I did. I was doing, I think I was doing like Jillian Michaels for 90 days. And let me tell you, I, promote her all the time. I like her 30 day, um, weight loss video that she does. It's actually really hard. I'm not going to lie. So she is really good. I like everything that she does. She does, um, basically like a little hit program. She'll do cardio. She'll do, you know, strength. She'll do abs. And I like the whole thing. It's, it's quick. It's easy. It's like a 20 minute thing. And I did that anyways, for like 90 days, you, I feel like at the end, you just feel like kind of lost because you relied on it so much. And I also felt like I didn't get the results that I really wanted. 
And I stayed like on the meal plan and I did that. So anyways, what I would say in looking back, that should have been like in addition to what I was already doing. So if you are interested in doing a 90 day program, let me help you. If right now you are walking, you are running, you are hitting the gym, keep doing that. That's a great habit. Keep doing your, um, your personal workout, whatever you're doing right now, you're doing yoga, you're stretching, you're pretending to stretch. I don't know. Keep doing that and just add in what you want to try. But I would not say rely on it. The reason is you'll get to the end of the 90 days and you'll be like, what do I do? Because now you have to keep going with it. I mean, to maintain those results, you have to keep going with the meal plan. So I would just say, be a little bit more independent in your thinking. You know, if you're interested in it, do it. Absolutely go for it, but just add it. I would just say, add it, add it to what you're doing. You, I don't believe there's a thing as like over exercising. I think that kind of comes into play if you're like, you know, being hamster wheel with it. If you're like on the elliptical for like five hours and it's like, all right, that's a little, you're doing it because you want to be severely under, you know, what calories you need for the day. But when it comes to movement, I don't feel like that even applies. So what I'm going to say about over-exercising is this is a disclaimer. You know, anybody that's ever over-exercised or under-eating, I've been there. I understand. So probably want to pop off if it's a trigger for you. But what I will say is you really can't over-exercise because movement is what we're supposed to be doing. So that's what I would say. If you feel like, oh my God, I'm doing too much. Hmm. I would measure it on how you feel like there's a difference between working out and not fueling yourself and working out and fueling yourself. So if you go for a hike and then later on you go to the gym, just make sure you're eating right. You know what I mean? You do have to eat. I think that's the thing too, with getting so healthy, it's unhealthy. It's like we remove so much out of our diet that like now you're exhausted going for a hike and it really shouldn't be like that. So make sure you fuel up. I don't think there's a thing is over-exercising and yeah. And the last thing I'm going to say, I guess we'll go with stop drinking soda. So that's another one that I hear all the time. So stop drinking soda. I don't like soda. I never drink it, but here's what I will say about it. It really is calories in calories out, but the disclaimer is it's chemicals in chemicals out. So I feel like soda gets a bad rep because it has calories. It has sugar. It has chemicals. But what I would say is if you want to have like a diet soda or you add it to something, it's not so bad, but I would say just watch for aspartame, like watch for the chemicals that are just really not good for you. Um, that would be my tip. I feel like instead of saying stop drinking soda, stop drinking aspartame, like look for that in your beverages and you'll be really surprised how many beverages have it. And if your beverage doesn't come with nutrients or any information, don't buy it at all because that, you know, they're obviously trying to hide a chemical in it. So I would just say, stop drinking chemicals. Does it really matter if it's soda, if it's tea, if it's an energy drink, if it's, if it's fucking water? I mean, you really have to read it nowadays. So guys, that is our little run through some popular advice, hopefully help clear your mind. And again, you know, probably some of the most effective things that you can do is number one, make a change. You know, if you're not getting those results, this was me, seriously. 
I was doing the same shit over and over again, not getting the results that I wanted and then wondering why. Because you're doing the same thing. Switch it up. And what I would say is focus on one day at a time. You know, even though you should have fun with it, you know, have a great week, whatever, you really do want to take it one day at a time. You know, don't be in Wednesday when you're in when you're currently in Monday. Don't be in Friday's, you know, mood when you're supposed to be in Tuesday, right? So just try to balance it out. That's going to help you so much and focus on one day. So focus on the 24 hours in front of you. Focus on what you're doing for the next 24 hours. That is the best way to not just live your life, but also get shit done. If you want to hit your workout today, focus on the 24 hours. You'll be like, oh shit, I have way more time than I thought I did. Because that's the thing in our minds. Sometimes we can look at the entire week and be like, oh, we have so much to do. So many workouts, so many errands. But it's like, what are you doing today? Focus on today. When you focus on today, you get it done. When you are lost in your week, you don't get it done because you're all over the place. So focus on what you're doing today. Make one little change. It does not have to be drastic. And here's why I say this. If you make drastic changes and you're all over the place, it's like one day you'll cut everything. The next day you'll still be doing that. Then by Wednesday, you'll add some stuff back in. Then you'll, if you focus on one little change, one little change a day, you'll actually keep going and you'll build on those changes. But if you make a huge change, then you don't do this. Then you do this. You have to make sure it's sustainable. So I mean, that's anything in life, but it's just so important to make sure you are sustaining your energy. If you make one change at a time, you take it one day at a time, you focus on the 24 hours in front of you, you will actually get some shit done today. So guys, hopefully we had the best podcast ever and I'll do our daily Oracle message at the end. So everyone was saying they love these. Like I basically was like, I don't even want to do these anymore. And like I sent out like a little survey about it. Everyone said they loved them. So I will keep doing them, but I was thinking about doing something else at the end. So let me know what you think. You can also check me out on YouTube. Chelsea Swift is your spirit animal. People love the vibe. People love it. All right. So before we get into this, guys, of course, if you love this podcast, I just ask that you share it. So if you're signed up for my email, forward it to a friend. If you listen every day, send it to a friend, family member, whoever. But it's really all about building it organically. And I get a lot of questions on like, how can we support you? We love your podcast. How can we support you? Share it. Sharing is caring. Light the little candles. And yeah. That's all I really need, guys. You don't need to follow me. You don't need to do custom. You don't even need to sign up for anything. It's just really about sharing the vibe with other people. All right. So the biggest thing that I'm getting right now for a message. So that's kind of why I do this at the end, by the way. These are more like spiritual messages. So if I ever say anything that is not aligned with your religion, it's just it's all love. It's just about love and peace. So don't take it like too seriously, even though you probably do take your <laughs> religion seriously. Sorry, guys. I'm dying. All right.
So I feel like the answers come to you when you can actually release what you're looking for. A lot of the times we're like thinking about what we want and then we're not even allowing new information to come in. So I talk about this all the time, but like taking the day in front of you and like taking like the 24 hours, like just looking at that will help you center into the present moment of like here and now. And that's how you get more information. So many people are like, how do you get on a podcast and you just straight talk for like an hour? I'm like, literally ask my parents, like they poor people had to deal with this their whole life. But anyways, I never stopped talking, number one. And number two, I stay in the present moment. I think that's the biggest thing. I don't really think about like, oh shit, like what am I going to say next? And the reason I'm sharing that with you organically, like authentically, is you have to be like that. You can't be thinking like, what's going to go wrong? What am I going to fuck up on? Like, you can't be like foreseeing shit because then you don't see shit. You have to like stay here now with your presence in the moment. And then you can actually get more information. Like that's where you harness your energy and your power. So it's the most important thing when it comes to releasing things for a answer. So I feel like the whole vibe here is like looking for like looking for an answer, like not looking for an answer, but like you can't receive anything until you release it. It's like when we let go of something, something else comes in. When something changes, it might even be traumatic, but a shift begins because that's what life is. It's constant motion and change. So if you are looking for an answer, you have to release your thoughts about it. You have to like, you have to realize you are being watched over and protected physically, emotionally, energetically. When you believe that it's easy to release because you're not so afraid. You're not like living in fear, holding on to this one idea, or I have to hold on to it. It's got to be this way. And you know what I mean? So if you are praying for something, I just feel like it's like, you're praying for something, you're looking for answers. And here's the thing, they actually do come to you when you can release what you're holding on to. But if you're thinking the same way and you're asking the same things and hoping for a certain answer, that's why it's not coming because you're only looking one way. You're only looking for what you want to hear, what you want to see, but you can't, that's like judgment. It's like, I want to see this. And so that's all I see. And that's when you're like judging things. You're like, I just want to see this. And it's like, okay, well, we can't show you anything else because you're not looking. You know what I mean? So anyways, if you take a deep breath and on the exhale, you release the situation to your higher self, you can call it your higher self, your higher power, that helps open up that space for healing and answers. So guys, that's our little message just remember you're always being watched over, protected physically, emotionally, energetically. You know, I talk about this all the time, but like there's no other way to really think when you think about it. Like, why would you think about the opposite? Not being watched over and protected? Why would you want to think that? Like, why would you want to live in that personal world? Because what you truly believe is what happens for you. So if you know that, then use your mind to enhance your life. Think about being protected. Think about being watched over because that is what is true. But if you think the opposite way, then that's what's true for you. You know what I'm saying? So anyways, focus on love. 
focus on abundance, focus on appreciation. If you're lacking anything right now, pretend you don't for the day. Like you really do have to get your mind in the game. So again, best advice I can give you is focus on the 24 hours in front of you. That's where the magic is. That's where everything is. So guys, hopefully we had the best weight loss pep talk. Again, if you're losing weight, if you're loving the podcast, you're getting all the girl talk advice, you are, you know, walking into work, feeling like a boss, then you need to, obviously, we know now, right? Share it with family, with friends. Sign up for my newsletter. You can check that out on chelseaswiftblog.com. And I will see you guys on the next podcast.